man well i appreciate you guys uh having me on too yeah so it's it's definitely a, a mutual thing i'm i'm very glad to be on with you guys for sure man that'll be nice to uh to kind of you know to start chatting with you guys a little bit absolutely yeah well i'm gonna hit the record. recording in progress my end we'll just uh, jump right into the first question i did put them in the chat in zoom if you want to follow along there or yeah i actually saw i had saw the first question and then it kind of went away uh, so, yeah but um I can do it. yeah i had saw oh there it is there it's back it's back okay so yeah so should i just let her rip then um well i will i will uh, i'll ask the questions for for this episode yeah so uh adam and i usually trade off but uh so i'll, I'll Oh you know, yeah! I'll prompt you, and then uh, what I like to do during edits, actually, I've been, I've been putting in a little jingle. Uh, it's actually from Mario Kart and before the course select. Nice. To kind of like break up between the questions. It's kind of fun. Hell but yeah! It, it ties into like the simulation game theory type thing. Oh. But uh, yeah, no, I'll I'll ask the question, and then uh, we'll just kind of go. Hell yeah! Back and forth for a little bit, and then you know when I'm, we're done talking, we'll just move on. I'll, I'll ask the next question, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I love I love Mario Kart. It gives me like uh, like nostalgia because um, like I guess pretty much when I ended video games was literally around that time when like Nintendo sixty four with like the James Bond and the Mario Kart and all that stuff. That was like the end of my little time where in high school, like my other friends, they started they kept playing video games, but that was kind of like the end of my hurrah for the most part. I wasn't too much of a gamer after that, so I have uh, fond memories of the. Uh, mario kart and all that it's nostalgic i definitely remember playing that i didn't have any systems growing up my cousins did uh-huh i didn't get one until i was older so but i definitely remember playing that game and my friends and stuff but it's like it's it's like ingrained it's more like a collective consciousness now <laughs> yeah it's it's officially a classic it is oh yeah <laughs> all right well let's let's get started and we'll just dive right in with uh the question, first question, question number one, what does it mean to be a man in today's world? I like it. Um, well, what first came in my head is especially considering today's. And then so, like, I think the more formal, my initial answer would be something along the lines of um, being able to like sustain yourself and if you have a family like sustain your family like to be able to take care of yourself that's like more of my inherent quick answer and um and then when i think about in today's world that's when it gets more like more not dicier but just a little bit more that's when you got to think a little bit more and i think it's important here to to not to not be so much of a follower um i think that's like a huge thing it's almost like like a like a type of a i guess like a type of virus something like that you know how like things are contagious like if if i yawned and the person next to me might yawn and things like that right so um you know you, you've even seen these like experiments where i saw like these videos where people would get in an elevator and one guy would do a funny gesture or maybe be turned around the other way and then because of like the copycat syndrome everyone else would start to follow that one person who seemed like the alpha even if they were doing a funny bumbly move and then so um I think that's a lot of like, that's like 
for a lot of stuff kind of kind of gets because people want to fit in and they'll be so quick to like um to kind of have that copycat syndrome and then i think after that a byproduct is like you don't you're not able to think as much for yourself and um and so i think currently a man is to be able to a requisite is to be able to stand on your own and to recognize your thoughts and know that those are the foundational things for you and to not and to kind of not compromise that you know to establish your, your boundaries on that and um i think with that that's where like the authenticity will come out after that too important for that and um yeah so i think that's a kind of important little yeah. uh little uh piece for that and uh but on top of that you know to be a man for sure is to if you have your family take care of your family you know as best you can and um and your friends whoever your close friends are if you have any and um nourish is like a word that uh is really coming in because uh people could be there you know you see it sometimes or people will will do the in and outs you know of being a man like say like in fatherhood but um maybe like the nourishment or like the quality of their daily things it's it kind of ends up just getting mundane so i think like nourishing is like pretty important and then for nourishing it's like teach them teach them what you know and then you know uh, and even teach them like the opposite like if there's something you're not that good at you can let them know so you could like hey do the opposite of me in that way like however you can get the point across and um so i think nourishing is also uh you know that's like nurturing you know and then and um also to be like accountable um especially when you know when they say like that old phrase you know you know stand by your word like a man st stands by his word like that's very true um so that way people believe you that you're not full of you know full of just fluff and whatever that when you say something that your word is really accountable that there's no doubt like pretty much no doubt that you're about your word yeah that's another um i think important thing for for manhood you know and yeah, uh, that goes you know along with being authentic and honest right accountability and standing by your word right? but i like the you pointed out nourish and that really spoke to me because we were talking about being able to sustain yourself and your family but i was thinking of was being able to hold space for not only yourself but I mean, especially if you have a family being able to create space in which they can be safe and uh, you know flourish right if you flourish then they will flourish <laughs> yeah yeah right it rhymes for a reason exactly yeah 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 no and um Yeah, you know, you social guy that you still want to be able to be solid, like whenever you are in a situation, you know, because no one's a complete hermit, you know what I mean? And so whenever, whenever you are putting yourself out there to, to be like solid in that way, so like people can feel like safe and like that you're dependable, you know, you know, because here, here things come and go, you know, like money comes and goes, uh, you know, you know, our toys come and go, whatever toys you had, prestige coming, comes and goes. So it's like, your dependability and if people feel like confident and able to roll with you i think that that really counts you know for like manhood that way you could when you shake another man's hand 
you know, you know that you can believe them and that you'll go wherever they say they're going to go because because you believe in them and you believe that that they're not lying and stuff like that. So, yeah, absolutely. The relationships that we have in our in our lives are really most important. Not the things or you know things that come and go, right? But what are the things that stay? And it's yeah, you know, other people. Yeah. Okay. All right, for sure. Question number two. What was the best advice ever given to you? Would you modify it at all today? That's a good one. So it's like, um, with this question, my mind get like kind of racy in terms of like, I want to go to like some deep shit. You know what I mean? Like, like initially, like I, I, you know, some metaphysical stuff or some stuff that maybe like a yogi or a buddhist would have said or i don't know but uh what sticks out in my head is um back god this was a long time ago when i first started going to dance clubs and um i like uh one of my passions of of creativity is, is dancing and through my friends and other like mentors, I had learned uh, street dancing from various people in the in the Bay Area. And um, one of my mentors, still to this day, but back then, like we would hang out with him and stuff like that. So he was like an OG, and we were like kids. We were just barely able to get in the club. And he was God. He must be, I don't know, close to twenty years older than us or something. So, but so he was like one of our mentors, and uh, it was one of our, our first nights at a dance club going out with him. And uh, a bunch of my buddies were dancing like in a circle or this and that. And they were kind of like, they would kind of like not show off to him, but kind of exhibit, you know, kind of display their stuff for, for this mentor or for one of our dance mentors. And uh, when, when I did it, when I, when I busted a little bit of moves for him, he came up to me and it was, this was like one of the first times that I had met him and he came up to me and he told me, he was like, don't pop in your mind. Because the style of dancing that we were doing uh, back then, which had changed, but uh, back then it was called popping. And um, and he was like, don't pop in your mind. And I'm like, okay. And so I, I was like, well, so what's going on? And so pretty much it let me know that I was in my own head too much. And then so that's why this is something that resonated with me because um, – a lot of times when, at least for me, when I stress myself out, if I stress myself out, it's because I'm in my own head too much. And and you kind of have to get out of your head. And then um, through the years too, I learned that like you want to be like a part of, a part of what comes with being of service is to kind of be able to display yourself. That's why I'm doing it now, you know, with like this uh, podcasting stuff, you know, so to kind of do my part to display myself, to share to be of service. Right. And so, um, and so it's, it stuck with me all through that time in a sense of like, you got to make sure you, you do your best to stay out of your mind because our mind is already going, our mind is already doing its own. It's, it's already going. So we just have to kind of be with it kind of how like in a meditation, you kind of just witness it or you observe it, you know, we're already always going. So you want to, be able to make sure to have the aspect to get outside of yourself and then that's where the display comes or like the showmanship comes and then that's where uh, 
it'll help you. It'll help you with like uh, magnetism and it'll help you get things in life too. Cause people also like that. People want that. And um, so it's, it's like a part of sharing it. So I think it's a, it's a way to share correctly is to not, not be absorbed like in your own head so much. And then, so, and so uh, that's kind of something that, uh, that stuck with me, you know, that I, that I uh, cherish or that I resonate with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, being in your own head is like uh, being uh, in your own way, right? Yeah. It's always hard. the hardest thing to do is to get out of your own way. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense to uh, open. Yeah. yeah, it was just such a mindfuck at that time because you got to consider it's like a very technical dance and uh localities and so that's a lot of your a lot of your left brain right and so it was a trip it was a trip that like you know that i had to just like try to do my best to leave that at the same time you know so it's like uh yeah it's like an oxymoron but i guess that's why um i brought it up because it's something that 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 never left yeah and um how i would change it right now is because through the years of uh, being in, I wasn't so deep in that scene, but I was in it enough. And uh, through the years you adapt and you learn about like other histories that were other, other aspects of the history of the dance history. And then especially in your region. And then so uh, I adapted to changing, you know, uh, like my style. And that was something that took like it was very hard to to completely like uh, change styles um, as well. So that was that was something else that I had to like you had to completely reboot your system. So that's another that just kind of further goes along with getting out of your head because all that shit that I learned for years I had to like throw it out again. I had to kind of throw it away, and then I had learned that like the more you hold on to these old styles, it's almost like a cancer for the new styles. Like you have to really let go of it. You have to really kind of throw it away. Because it's is it constantly changing then? Because yeah, well, uh, well, things things change with the time. But then, um, what I was doing is that I was, I was adjusting my, or I was just changing my style um, for for what I was resonating with more. Um, and so, the lesson was to uh, you have to completely like, like forget all that old stuff, and it kind of hurt in a way because you spent so much time trying to learn something but then you got i had to learn that i had to get rid of it yeah and um it was something that even my friends kind of had seen them deal with the same thing that i was dealing with and a lot of them couldn't a, a lot of them didn't and and couldn't want to do it you know you let go of stuff you know that's it's like a prideful thing you know to be able to let go of something that you spent so much uh, time and effort and sweat on yeah. you know yeah so interesting like i from the last like we were talking before show there's no no dance scene that i know of from you know when i grew up so like, hearing about this is so like super, yeah super yeah well, did, did you ever hear of a like the 80s movie like you know like it's like the the uh, breaking the breaking electric boogaloo movies from the 80s they were called breaking and then they were called electric boogaloo i mean it rings a bell yeah so, like, so yeah, these movies got popular in the 80s and then they blew up the culture like across the country. And um, 
I guess what had happened with that culture boom is that people had thought that that was like the originators of the dance was that style, but um, it actually wasn't. It was like um, it was it was actually here in the Bay Area with with a lot of politics and things like that happened, and so they got over they got overshadowed, especially once that '80s uh, movie stuff hit. And so, yeah, so it was kind of, it's kind of like funny, like a lot of different, it's like a lot of politics, even though it's like a street, it's even though it's like a street thing, you know, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number three. What do you willfully ignore? See, this one's, man, this one's kind of, this one's kind of a bit of a stumper. What do I wolf? Because I honestly feel like that I try to catch everything. Like I feel like I like this. This is kind of hard, but uh, I think something that I'm stubborn on is a uh, is like when to rest or like when to like take downtime. Um, it's almost like I, I I must have like a I guess it's like a type of character flaw. It's like I, I think I have like a type of like restlessness. And uh, so this could be something that I carry out, whether it's restless, uh, restlessness in my brain, like whether I'm like just soaking up information or whether it's physically like um, like at the gym, you know, like I might just try to keep on going extra days when I know I, I, I know better. I should take a day off or two. And so because um, I know that in terms of like energy and making things work and setting yourself up you need like a proper a proper adequate downtime rest time because and even for your brain you know like you need you need quiet time and stuff like that and so i think something that i ignore is that i push back is when to when to have the downtime when to have the rest time you know because uh like even like you know, it's like, it's like scientifically proven that like for working out, it's like, you can like, you don't get the muscles at the gym when you're busting weights, you get it when you go home and eat and you rest. And in that rest period is when the growth actually happens. You know, the, the gym is, is just like the stimulation part. And so, uh, and so I realized that you have to set yourself up to in, ensure the rest. And that way, when you, the next time you do decide to go to the gym, then that's when you bang it out. And then that's when you're able to get those progressive moments. Is when you're able to bang it out hard, because if you just keep going consistently and not letting yourself rest, you're going to do a bunch of like me, like a bunch of black workouts, like medium ish workouts. And then for for like goals and even like even like in terms of like magic it doesn't work like that like you have to give something time to charge so to speak you have to let it you have to give it the time for that and then the, the more you set something up in time the the harder it's going to boom later on you know like your your goal is going to hit harder if, as long as if you prepped it with enough like rest you know and, and it's just it's just care you know like rest is a it's showing that you care about it in a different way. You know, it's um, it's the more feminine way, like the more passive way, like the more yin out of yin and yang, it's more yin. Um, so that might be an aspect that sometimes I neglect or like that I will willfully ignore, you know, because uh, sometimes I just want 
but I like push it, you know. And um, so I think you know that's something that's a bit of a flaw that I'm I'm, I'm working on it, and I keep telling myself, well, you got to be like you got to really be disciplined because once you're really disciplined and you really know what you want, then that's when you stick to your guns, you know. And so. Um, and, and, and you find compromise compromises in order to get those things done. And, um, and so it, it, it kind of works out like that. I think I, yeah, I get what you're saying with, with the restlessness. Like I have a lot of like energy, extra, I don't know, extra energy. I've got two fidgeting with two stones right now. Like, I don't know. Do you think that that kind of might stem from the fact that maybe we, we realize that time is kind of a construct. So it's just kind of a, uh, uh, a hindrance. I don't know if the hindrance is the right word, but uh, not 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 in in you know to say that it's unnecessary, but uh, just just the fact that we want to see results, right? And we're not now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's like a it's like a catch twenty two, you know. Because I can tell too, like I can tell with you, like you have a lot. A lot of energy as well you know and so it's like weird so that's why i kind of get away with it sometimes because i do have kind of a lot of energy but um but at the same time i i realize that if i want to set things up better you kind of have to like do it with uh it's all about cycles like the harder like like the harder you hit something or, or the bigger you want something you also have to give it the opposite kind of time to kind of let it like kind of like peaks and valleys you have to let it come in and out kind of like bob and weave and then uh and then that kind of helps with like flow you know but yeah it's um i guess it's like a like an ins like a for me it's like a lot it's like knowledge or something like i have like an insatiable like i want to keep on learning and then i realize that well if you try to learn about so much stuff you're gonna like spread it out so thin that it's not going to be concentrated so that's kind of like what i'm getting at with that yeah because like it's hard to find a specialty or, or like to really focus on something good when when you spread your wings out too much you, like you spread yourself too thin and there's and there's so much information now too like especially if you know where to look like there's like if you want to know about something you, you can learn about anything nowadays. yeah and it can be like stimulation overload you know what i mean for sure yeah and so uh i've been yeah so it's like I catch myself being overstimulated or overworked. Like I'll overwork myself, you know, because, you know, I'll, like, I, like I have a job too. And then, so I'll do stuff and then I got to also work. And then you find out like, oh man, I'm like worn the hell out. Like I should have thought about, I should have planned my week better to, to make sure I don't wear myself out. So that's like something now that I've, the last couple of weeks, you know, maybe months that uh, I try to be more conscientious about is to, I want my energy to be more even throughout the week instead of like super peaks and valleys. Um, yeah. Are you a coffee drinker? Uh, tea. Well, I, I like coffee, but this is tea right now. Yeah, it's like nighttime. If I drink coffee right now, oh, holy shit. I don't know if I'll go to bed. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah but I got a lot of tea. Yeah. All right. What question number four? What book? has been most influential on your life and why? Well, it's funny because my answer is like kind of ironic, I guess a little bit. It's influential because 
well, okay, I'm just gonna. Uh, most recently, the book that's been mo the most influential, I would say, is A Course in Miracles. And uh, the reason why is not because I'm all about it now. Uh, I mean, I incorporate stuff, like there's stuff to incorporate, don't get me wrong. But um, the reason why it's influential is because I've been on this kick the last, maybe the last year, roughly eight months. I've been on this kick where I've been unprogramming myself, unraveling myself, unhypnotizing myself, whatever you want to call it, out of that stuff because I was so in it I realized what was happening way later on because I got into this book geez when was this I want to say about roughly maybe almost five years ago and so that's when I got into the book and I got super deep in it and I had based a lot of my spirituality on that um, I had said like back in the day that uh between that and like the the law of one the raw material the channeled work both from around the same times uh, in the 80s or late 70s, they were like big like cornerstones for my stuff or like just my information, you know, like spiritual stances. But what's happened the last half a year or so, at least, is that I've been coming to grips with undoing all that stuff. I had programmed myself so much. I had in immersed myself so much in that book and it's like a dense book you know what i mean like the first couple of weeks like it was hard to even read it like because it's like in this uh shakespearean pentameter it's kind of like and it's like like old english sounding or something you know and and kind of poetic and uh so it takes a while like you can't read it like fast like a regular book and then so it took me like a couple months to be able to read it like to feel like like it's like a normal book sort of. And then after that, it's just so deep and there's so much in it. And um, I realized that uh, this was something that I had to start unwinding in myself. I learned about how uh, it was tied to a lot of like CIA stuff, um, a lot of like, uh, like just kind of brainwashing type of stuff. I had learned that it had foundations in that and uh but i found out this stuff before i knew that i had to make a change with that um because this was something that was giving me what do you call that like the the toxic positivity or something like that like a toxic spirituality where it was making me too positive like i was forcing the positivity and oh, then yeah. and then in a way i felt later on like a dog that was chasing his own tail to try to be good or to try to be righteous and so uh it was kind of like uh a, a little then um it was also like an ego thing where like my pride got like kind of a little bit hurt because i realized that like damn i kind of like duped myself like i kind of really fell into that one and um uh, in the end, I don't blame myself. And now I'm really happy because uh, now just lately, I feel like I can talk about it. And I'm like, okay, because like a couple, just even a couple months ago, I was still trying to like articulate and express words about where I'm at because I was getting away from such of, I was getting away from such of a, a mentality that I was used to. And, uh, and, but 
I feel better now. I feel like I've come to grips with it a lot and I don't hold it. Like I don't hold anything against it. Um, I see it for what it is. And there's even stuff in its own way. There's even stuff to still take from it in a sense. It's just that like, I had to like completely back up and back away from that stuff. Uh, because it's like, a, it's like, a, it can be culty. Like once you get in it, it's like, a, a it's like, it can be very culty for, for the people that are all about oneness because I'm all about oneness, you know? And, uh, but the thing is though here, if you ride that too hard, it, it, it can like bite you back in the butt. And then it's like a dog chasing his own tail. And then you'll never like, you're never really there. Like they, they make you think you're there. And, uh, and later on it, what happens is it, it, it takes away your thinking, like to be able to be a rational thinker and a creative thinker, it helps it it kind of sets you up to be more of like a default person um and like a very predictable person and i think that's i think that's kind of dangerous in a way oh yeah absolutely yeah i appreciate the uh approach to the question though about how the book was not necessarily like a good influence i mean ultimately it, it was because you were learned from it right but yeah like now that i've come back around so it's like been a process you know like um yeah because uh but that's what happens that's like a part of life you know what i mean and now i feel way better because now i feel like um before i was like shunning duality and then now i embrace duality but at the same time i don't so like now i feel like i have it like i feel like incorporate like i'm incorporating it all as opposed to before i was being very shunning in a way and um so yeah, I feel I feel much better about myself. I feel like I just feel more real. And uh and now in hindsight, now that I'm here, I see just how much programming and brainwashing goes into that type of stuff. It's it's really trying to get you to forget a part of yourself to just kind of mix in and to blend in, to be kind of hive-minded-ish. And um uh, and like in talk, I was talking about like the very first thing that I said, like to be a man is to like to not follow them so much, especially like around here. It's like so quick for people to want to follow each other. And so, um, yeah, that's like where a lot of trapping happens. And, you know, I'm not for that. I want to have us as, you know, as free as we can be. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it links back into that uh, beyond being authentic to yourself. You know that, that is the the best defense. If you know thyself, then you know others can't live in and through you. Yeah, like with authenticity, I think about the first thing I think about is like your soul. Like if you follow your soul's like your soul's urge, like your your soul has its own urge, right? Like it's like unique urge because all our souls are unique. You know, like a snowflake, and. Um, what what the course of miracles is trying to do it, it literally told you over and over again that you're not special you're not special so what do you think about what do you say to yourself when you're being told you're not special that i'm not unique and then therefore if you take away your uniqueness where's your soul and then that's like the ultimate like that's like the ultimate devil card for me is when someone snatches the soul you know what i mean it's trying to get your soul to blend in one big you know I don't know, like some kind of default soul when the soul should not be default. It should be like unique and like very 
pristine and very obvious and full of character. Like that's where the character is in life is, is through the soul. You know, the spirit is more like the, the all encompassing one, the one that's like the, like the, you know, the one great spirit, right? But I soul is where you embrace the differences of like your uniqueness and like your true urges, you know, that that make you you. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's that's uh like I said, the I don't think that we've had a guest answer well, come up with an answer that was like uh, in that way that it affected them. So I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, man. Just do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just, just, you know, I'm just going as I go too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have, I, I, I certainly don't have all the answers. Um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm on this, I'm on this freaking path with you guys and everyone else. You know what I mean? We're all in it together and we're all trying to, and, and that's the good thing is we're finding each other little by little and, uh, and we're getting strength little by little i think we are you know what i mean because i feel stronger like more united in a way you know and so um and then be able to speak out too like talk about it yeah talk about things and i have podcasts and and i guess definitely part of it's been part of the healing and growing process for me right being able to do this show it's been awesome yeah man this is like a type of like it's like a therapeutic there's like therapeutic aspects to it there's fun it's like fun and social that's another thing and um and there's things that like that we have to re- release like things that are on our chest you know because there's because a lot of my episodes that i make are just things that are on my chest that are things that have been on my mind and then so it's like i want to express them and you know maybe write it down or express them or just go off the cuff and talk about it and, um and it's and that's like and that's the a big release you know what i mean because sometimes especially you know we can get weird with all the shit that we be into sometimes so people might <laughs> regular people might not want to hear what we got to say and so um i mean there's nothing wrong with that it just it, it is what it is but um but yeah it's nice to be able to get some some stuff out sometimes that typically might not get heard you know? yeah yeah and if, if someone hears something that think differently about them they can make their own okay. right? yeah yeah and then the nice I mean, thing and the nice thing is that when people have more information little by little as a lot of more people get more information it helps people with making decisions and then maybe they might change their mind about certain things down the road who knows right so that's like another cool benefit of that absolutely yeah all right Question number six. If I were to ask your best friend, what is the one thing they would say you need to work on most? Why? All right. Well, geez, you got some good questions. So I guess uh, a a trait that would notice, they they would kind of laugh at it in a way. They didn't take it seriously that much, but it was kind of there, you know? they would notice that just how sometimes my fuse would be so quick in terms of my temperament. Um, and so maybe that stems from like impatience, but I think it's more of a temperamental thing. And uh, I would be quick. I would be just too quick to get hot sometimes. And then they would even laugh at me because they were like, no, that's just like 
they just almost didn't want to believe it. You know what I mean? And so um, it's, you know, it's something that through the years I've, I've worked on so much that um, I'm like, now I feel like I'm a different person, but um, back in the day, I guess uh, I had a, a, a quick temperament where um, I would be quick to get hot, you know? And so uh, that would be something that, uh, that they would probably say that was one of my, one of my main things that uh, one of my character traits. And that was towards others or with yourself or just myself. And I guess others a little bit, you know, um, 